Merry Christmas and welcome to the At The Flicks Advent Calendar. Every day from the 1st of December up to and including the 24th of December, we will be giving you a recommendation for a Christmas film to watch to get you in that festive mood. Some will be films that you know, some you won't. Here's today's recommendation. What would Christmas be without something from Steven Spielberg? For today's movie choice, we have selected the Amblin-produced comedy fantasy Gremlins from 1984, which was directed by Joe Dante. Amateur inventor Randall Peltzer, played by singer Hoyt Axton, is about to travel home for the holiday period. Firstly, he calls into a mysterious shop in the heart of Chinatown, looking for an unusual Christmas present for his son Billy. He obtains a cute but strange creature called a Neil, sorry, a Mogwai. However, there are rules for this magical creature. Never expose it to sunlight. Do not ever get it wet. And the most important rule of all, never, ever feed it after midnight. Unfortunately, the rules do get broken with shocking results. Where did you get this? Oh, some little junk store in Chinatown. Can I pick him up, Dad? Sure, go ahead. Just be careful. You gotta be gentle. I will. I hope he's housebroken. Hmm. Oh, isn't he cute? Has it got a name, Dad? Yeah, Magwai. What? Magwai. I don't know, it's some Chinese word. I just call him Gizmo. He seems to like it. As Hoyt Daxon just said in that clip, you need to follow the rules. I would like to add one more rule. Gremlins, like It's a Wonderful Life, should be watched every Christmas. Indeed, the two films make a great double bill, considering how much they have in common, from the obvious, a clip of It's a Wonderful Life playing on a TV, to less obvious references, such as the town name of Kingston Falls, it was Bedford Falls in life. An evil character who has a financial hold over the town, replaced Mr Potter with Mrs Deagle, and the documentary shown at the school, entitled Hemo the Magnificent, was directed by Frank Capra. Both also have a darkness in the centre of them. It's a Wonderful Life is essentially a movie about a man contemplating suicide, while Gremlins is an army of evil creatures out to cause mass destruction. Interestingly, given that level of darkness, there was one moment where the studio decided Gremlins had gone too far. It is the speech Phoebe Cates' character Kate gives when she explains why she hates Christmas. The studio executives did not understand if it was meant to be serious or funny and demanded it be removed. Producer Steven Spielberg supported director Joe Dante and it remained. Although it has to be said, Mr Spielberg also did not like that sequence. Which shows the measure of the man as the film comes from Spielberg's Amblin Studios. It was the legendary director who had personally selected Joe Dante for the film. He was a huge fan of one of Dante's early films, the very blackly comic and gory werewolf feature The Howlin'. Also, they both had separate segments on the ill-fated Twilight Zone movie. Given that knowledge, Steven Spielberg felt that Joe Dante would be a great choice for the black humour that permeates Gremlins. Exploding microwave Gremlin, anyone? The original script came from young screenwriter Chris Columbus, who would go on to direct his own Christmas classic, Home Alone, a few years later, 
and was much, much darker. For example, Gizmo also became a gremlin, and Billy's mother does not survive the house attack. You see her head roll down the stairs. So apart from rewrites to lighten the material, what horror remained could be tinged in Joe Dante's unique sense of humour. Keeping this balance within the story is key, especially for this to be a Christmas story. Add to that balancing act another layer, which all film fans will love. The in-jokes. Watch out for the cinema show in the double bill of A Boy's Life and Watch the Skies. These were the working titles for E.T. and Close Encounters of the Third Kind. Also, look at the background when Randall, Hoyt Axton, phones his family from the Inventors' Fair. You will spot Steven Spielberg, composer Jerry Goldsmith, Robbie the Robot, and a wonderful time machine joke. Finally, if the town seems familiar, that's because after Gremlins, the set was reused for Back to the Future. There are many more such references, so keep a lookout for them. Now, I mentioned Jerry Goldsmith there, who, after The Twilight Zone, worked with Joe Dante on all his films until Mr. Goldsmith's passing in 2004. Gremlins is without doubt one of his best scores. The Gremlins rag, which we played earlier, is a piece of inspired genius, highlighting the manic madness of these strange creatures. It was apt that Gremlins was released by Warner Brothers, as this theme is something that could have fitted into the craziest of the Merry Melody cartoons. So finally, why am I recommending Gremlins to you? Because like the season itself, the film embraces all the cosy family values and traditions we love. But underneath, there is a madness that this time of year brings out. I found it impossible to watch this film and not come to the conclusion that we, the viewer, are the gremlins as we take part in this crazy season of excess. If you are not careful, you too could become a stripe. After all, look at how our Neil behaves. And finally, yesterday's Christmas cracker was which famous Christmas character is Mel Gibson playing in the upcoming film Fat Man? The answer is Father Christmas. Well, to Graham, he is Father Christmas. Anyway, moving on. Today's Christmas movie question is what was the family surname of the main characters in National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation? See you tomorrow with the answer. <laughs> 